They didn't want to hear what the other person had to say. And then in addition to that, they were so blinded by emotions, so blinded by emotions, so blinded by their own values, not realizing that their partner is on the same page, not realizing that the partner wants the same thing they want. girl, imagine a life where you feel supported, connected, and understood. I get it. Being a mom is hard, especially when you're spinning so many plates. We exhaust ourselves trying to create the perfect life for our family. You deserve to enjoy your family without the stress perfectionism brings. On this podcast, I provide practical and relatable life experiences. I teach women quick and easy-to-use strategies to help them reclaim their identity, reignite their marriage, and enjoy their children. If you're ready to be challenged, then pull up a chair, grab a pen and paper, because it's about to go down. I'm Veronica Cisneros, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. So when Willie and I were first married, I remember in the beginning, I would always tell him, like, don't even play because I'll upgrade you. And I would say that often. And we would kind of joke. And I remember there was a time when the joking ended up becoming like something serious where we went from joking to like now purposely hurting each other's feelings. And I remember being upset because I was so used to me telling Willie that in front of people. Like, don't even play, dude. I'll upgrade you. Like, once you lose my husband, well, I'm not going to tell you to look at his ass, but like, oh my God, I, I think my husband has a great ass. Anyways, that's not an invitation for you ladies to look. But anyways, I told him, I would tell him, you lose the ass, I'm out. You lose the ass, I'm out. I remember saying that. And don't get me wrong, you might find me, you might hear me say that every now and then. Now, not so much. But I remember saying that, like, I'm going to go ahead and upgrade you. Once you get older, uh uh-uh, I'm upgrading you. And this time I'm not marrying for, I'm not marrying for love. I'm going straight for money. And I remember when Willie would joke back, it was like, oh, hell no, gloves are off. Why are you joking? -uh. Nuh-uh. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Only I'm supposed to say that. Only I'm allowed to go ahead and hurt your feelings. You're not allowed to hurt mine. Wait a minute. That's not okay. What's wrong with this picture? And I noticed whenever it came time to make certain decisions, like I had to be the one in control. I was the one to make a decision. And if my husband would try to override me, uh uh-uh, those were fighting words. And... I would get into that mode where I didn't think he cared about it as much as I cared about it. So there was no possible way that you valued it as much as I valued it. So therefore, you didn't have an opinion. God, that sounds like I'm such a bitch. Now saying it out loud, but literally that's where I was. And I was there for a very long time. I didn't quite understand why I was there. And I... I, I can't tell you that like I had all of this insight back then. I wasn't a therapist. Again, it wasn't until I was in front of a couple that I noticed the true issues involving power struggles. 
why was it so important that my husband was submissive when it, whenever it came time to something I very much valued? And his values had to be in line with mine. And if they weren't in line with mine, then it would cause chaos. There would be an argument. And I didn't understand what that was at all. But ultimately, it was a power struggle. Totally went ahead and Googled this just to give you guys a little bit of a definition. So what is a power struggle in relationship? So Google says relationship power struggles grind into being when two people have very strong opposing opinions or conflicting desires about a particular outcome and cannot find a compromise. Both partners hold on tightly to their position, becoming more polarized and unbudging. Holy shit, that totally described my relationship back then. And it impacted us in so many ways. It impacted us because neither one of us wanted a budge. And I was so used to Willie giving me what I wanted. Why wasn't he willing to budge? Why wasn't he willing to compromise himself to meet my needs? Why, Willie? Hello, what is wrong with this, right? And then in addition to that, I'm not really saying I'm going to leave you. I'm only playing. Like, why are you taking it all seriously? And then I know I'm playing, but when I hear you say that you'll upgrade me, wait a minute. Like I said, gloves are off. You're not allowed to say that. You're not allowed to hurt me. Only I could hurt you. Why was I so desperate for control? Why wasn't I willing to be a team? Why did I always have to have the upper hand? What was going on there? I wish I could say that I just figured it out, but it it didn't happen that way. It took me some time. And most of the the majority of the reason why couples have a power struggle in what I find when I do couples therapy or even when I'm working with women is because we feel as if the other person doesn't care. We feel like there's this strong desire for us to control the situation. If we take it even deeper, we're afraid of getting hurt. We're afraid we won't see eye to eye. We're afraid of that level of uncertainty. And so because there's so much fear with regards to uncertainty, we don't want to budge. We don't want to give up. And instead, we'll fight to the death. Well, close to it even if it means compromising our partner. I remember listening to a couple argue over whether or not their child needs couples therapy. And I'm going to be recording an episode on that with Willie soon. But I remember, you know, just kind of listening to both of them. Both of them were defensive. Both of them were critical. And then in addition to that, One was holding, well, they were both holding themselves with higher regard than their partner. And this couple that came in were great, but then all of a sudden it was like, "Uh uh-uh, gloves are off, we're at war, ready to go. Weapons loaded. They were both saying the same thing, but they both didn't want to hear each other. They didn't want to hear what the other person had to say. And then in addition to that, they were so blinded by emotions, so blinded by emotions, so blinded by their own values, not realizing that their partner is on the same page, not realizing that the partner wants the same thing they want. 
But the, the, the problem wasn't necessarily therapy. It was what therapy represented for their child. And I've noticed that that's an ongoing issue for couples right now is whether or not their children need to seek a therapist. And I'm not going to get too far into that just because, like I said, I will be recording an episode totally focused on that topic. But it is one that comes up quite frequently for couples. And I thought I'd use it as an example. So with Willie, it was very important that he only made the decisions for our family that I'm not going to say that I don't think were important because they were all important, but the ones that I wasn't necessarily 100% valuing. He had to, he could only make decisions based on the things that like I just had a problem with and I couldn't wrap my my mind around and you know what, Willie, go ahead and figure that out, you know? And it was something along the lines of, should we, should we sign the girls up for dance or should we sign up the girls for cheerleading? Should Aubrey go into, you know, cheer camp or should we spend money somewhere else? It was something like that. And that wasn't really big. There wasn't a lot of emotions attached to it. However, when it did come to something big, like let's say, um, Aaliyah moving into the dorms versus moving into an apartment. Uh Uh-uh, gloves are off, gloves are off. Or let's say something along the lines of the way our kids are brought up. You know, oftentimes Willie would have this, you know, they're going to figure it out. And it was like, oh, hell no, we have to figure it out for them. And I remember a recent argument we had, and it was about the kids and school. And matter of fact, it was about monkey feet. There was an argument we had about monkey feet. That's Brooklyn, our youngest one. And it involved spelling words. And it was like, dude, it's like Thursday. The spelling test is tomorrow. Did you go over the words with her? And he's like, no. I mean, I did, but that's as far as I went over them. She was fine. Well, did she get 100%? No. What do you, what do you mean she didn't get 100%? Why didn't she get 100%? I don't know. She's fine though. She has the words. She'll figure it out. It's not my fault. This is her homework. That was his reply. It's not my fault. It's her homework. She knows she has a test on Friday. She procrastinated or she's lazy. Now she's going to go ahead and suffer the consequences. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me you're relying on an 11 year old to figure out her life, to figure out her schedule, to be disciplined, to go ahead and study. Uh Uh-uh. That's for your 42-year-old ass, 43-year-old ass. Not for her. That's yours. And I remember him saying, I disagree. Oh, hell no. Nope. What do you mean you disagree? You can't disagree. It is what it is. You have to be the one that studies with her every single night. His reply, well, if you think it's so important, why aren't you studying with her? Oh, hell to the no. Low blow. Complete low blow. Fighting words. Again, gloves are off, weapons loaded, weapons drawn, let's go. And it was something we both felt passionate about, but we both weren't hearing each other. What was really, what was Willie, (laughs) what was Willie really trying to tell me? And then what was I really trying to tell Willie? Well, what Willie was trying to tell me was, that it's important our kids are disciplined. It's important that our kids take on this responsibility of homework. And it's unfair 
that she's being treated like a baby. It's unfair that I'm getting mad at him versus really asking Brooklyn, why aren't you studying instead of being on your iPad or whatever, you know, um, technology she's on or why is she watching, you know, um, movies or whatever she's spending her time on. That was Willie's point. My point was, I don't want her to fail. And I was struggling already because I'm, I was working long hours and I didn't want the teacher to know that I was too busy for my daughter's homework. And so instead I wanted to blame my husband and his, I don't care attitude. And in reality, it's not that he didn't care. He just wanted to teach our daughter independence and the consequences to not taking responsibility for things such as studying for a spelling test. I would catastrophize it. I would make it so big. Don't get me wrong. So would he. But again, there was this battle between the two of us on who would check the other person. And I never liked to be checked. I wanted him to be checked. But again, why was it this battle? Why was it this complete desire for power? For him to get what I'm saying, for him to totally understand and comply with my directions, right? That's what this was. Over and over, we would do this. What I didn't realize was I would take complete defense to what he was saying. And he would take defense to what I was saying. And we would go back and forth over and over, nonstop with, you're not listening to me. I'm not listening to you you know, and, oh yeah, that's how you do it. Well, that's dumb. And then we would go into, we would go from being defensive on trying to defend our stance. And then all of a sudden we would go into criticism on how they're doing it wrong. Well, that's stupid. Why would you do that? Why would you, you're really going to allow an 11 year old to figure it out? How dumb is that? You know what? Never mind, Brooklyn. Come over here. Come over here. Since dad doesn't have time to study for you with you, I'll study with you. Uh, which led to contempt. Contempt. Me positioning myself at a higher level as a better parent than my husband. Do you guys ever find yourself doing that? Where you go into defensive mode, right? You're defending your case. And then you go into criticism thinking that by you criticizing him, it's going to just automatically change his mind. And all of a sudden he's going to love and adore you because of the words you used and how you criticized him. And maybe that light bulb moment would happen for him. And then you go into the real kicker, the real stab in the heart. I'm a better parent than you are because you're not willing to spend time with our daughter. And I actually value this time with our daughter. Not like you, who you'd rather be on TikTok or watch TV. I value the time with my daughter. So I guess I'm going to go ahead and study with her. And that's where we would go. Power struggle. The truth is... We weren't taught how to communicate. And so to truly overcome this power struggle, it is very, very important that one, we listen to understand what exactly is happening right now. And am I 100% right? Probably not. Well, let's look at this from a win-win perspective. What exactly is my partner trying to share? What is he exact, what is he trying to do exactly? And 
How can I understand it from his perspective? So much so that I can actually fight. And what I mean by that is I know his her, his perspective so well, not that I agree with it, but I can actually have a have a healthy conversation about it. I can have a healthy argument about it because that's how well I know it. I wasn't taught how to do that. Matter of fact, I was taught to do the opposite. I was taught on how to plead my case, how to criticize and make the other person feel like shit so that they didn't want to argue with me. And then they just listened to whatever I had to say and went with it. I know, God, that sounds like so mean, so evil. But that's what I was taught. You never back down, right? But what what would happen from that is, I again, I would be defensive, he would be defensive. I would criticize, he would criticize. I would put myself at a higher position than he was, he would do the same thing. So here we are, back and forth, defensiveness, criticism, contempt. All three, all three of these unhealthy behaviors. Gottman calling one of them in, in particular the sulfuric acid, the sulfuric acid of, of a relationship. But I would do it. And I didn't realize why. And the other thing I didn't realize was through this back and forth struggle, this sort of tug of war struggle, I wasn't feeling, I wasn't feeling safe with him. How could I? It's his fault. Somebody has to be at fault, right? And he was trying to blame me. I was trying to blame him. What I didn't realize was oftentimes only one of us was allowed to make the decision with anything. And very rarely did we agree. And in addition to that, what did the leave, how did that leave the other person? So if I'm making all the decisions, what is the, what is that, what is the message that I'm communicating with my partner? What's really happening for him? And how is that impacting our relationship? Oh, girl, I wasn't paying attention to any of that. I just wanted to be right. These were the rules. You either play the game or you get the hell out. We can all use a little help in our marriage, especially when it comes to communicating. I have created a guide just for you. And guess what? It's 100% free. I will give you practical tips and easy to use strategies to apply right now. That's right, right now, today. You all know I'm a huge advocate for you mamas and I am on a mission to help you experience true connection and stress-free living. Ladies, we are setting our marriages up for success. It starts with you. You will find this freebie here in my show notes or go to empoweredandunapologetic.com forward slash guide. The information I will be providing you is next level and people pay good money to get these tips that I will be giving you for free. Don't forget to share this with a friend who needs it. Another thing I didn't realize was how much, how much frustration was built up, not only for me, but also for him and how lonely that might be. Now, when something is, you know, now we've put ourselves in this position when something is very of great value, we will fight because that's all we know. What I didn't realize was I was setting up my relationship for failure. And don't get me wrong. 
So was he. But I was, we were deeper in like that quicksand because none of us were willing to go ahead and see the other person's side. And in addition to that, we were both so afraid of being vulnerable because we didn't trust. And ultimately what was happening is all of our insecurities were coming to light and they were being exposed. And so because they were being exposed, we automatically wanted to hide them and went into that safe zone of trying to protect ourselves. Unfortunately, again, that would lead us to disconnect. So I want you to right now identify some of the power struggles you guys have in your guys' relationship. And it might be something along the lines of maybe even how you guys parent. It might be with regards to finances. It might be with regards to how much sex you guys are having, right? It might be with regards to, you know, date nights, contracts, all of the above. All of those things might play into why we fall into these power struggles. Question most of us might have is, do, does every couple, does every couple go through a power struggle? You know, yeah. And, and that solely depends on whether or not both, both participants want to go ahead and grow. And if they're so stuck in wanting to be right, yeah, they're going to stay there. But yeah, do all, do all, um, couples go through a, a power struggle? Yeah, they do. They do. You find yourself engaged in that power struggle, especially when you guys don't have communication skills, right? It is very important that you pay attention to how destructive a power struggle really is. And I'm going to go ahead and teach you guys a skill that I've taught a good amount of my clients um, that has really helped them identify where this power struggle came from. So what I want you to do right now is I want you to grab a pen and paper. Yes, right now, grab a pen and paper. And what I want you to do is I want you to write down the names of your mom and your dad. And then I want you to write down the names of your husband's mom and dad. Now, the next thing I want you to do is I want you to identify their relationship. What does their relationship look like? So what does your mom and dad's relationship look like? And who tends to be the one that um, goes into defensiveness, goes into criticism, goes into contempt? Do they both go there? Does one of them go there? Now I want you to do the same thing for his parents. Who is the one that wants the most power? And this isn't to criticize or judge them in any way, shape, or form. What I'm asking you to do is I'm asking you to collect data. I want you to get insight as to how you guys are repeating the same patterns that your parents have modeled for you. So when they do have these power struggles, looking at both couples, what are they usually over? Finances, sex, contracts, parenting, where they're going to go for vacation, 
making important decisions, life decisions, religion. Write it down. Is it opinions? Is it homework? Is it this strong desire to be right? Is it a, is there a power struggle with regards to playing games and, you know, having family night? What does the power struggle involve? Like, what is the topic or what is the event at hand? And what is it normally? I know for Willie and I, it was definitely parenting. You know, um, he wanted a parent one way. I wanted a parent another way. And it was a struggle because if I'm being honest, my thoughts back then was there's no way he loves our kids as much as I do. There's no way he cares about their school as much as I do. And he has this laxed, I don't want to say behavior, but he has this lax like thought process with regards to school. Like they're just going to figure it out. And I mean, he doesn't really care about it. How could he care? That was my thoughts. Boy, was I wrong. But that's where I want you to go. I want you to identify like, what does that power struggle look like for your parents? What does a power struggle look like for his parents? Next, the next part of this exercise, how is that showing up in your current relationship? And you might find that it's the complete opposite. My mom and dad maybe didn't really argue about like homework, but my mom and I definitely, you know, argued about like, let's say modeling or investing in us, you know, and saying that maybe, you know, I had to work and, you know, they weren't going to pay anything for us. Or, you know, maybe at 18, we had to be out on, you know, we had to figure a life out on their own where my mom might've had a different plan. Right. So I want you to think about like, what was it for them? And I want you to think hard about this and I want you to write it down. And again, how are you guys either adopting the same habits or what I also notice in couples is they'll adopt the opposite of those habits. They'll adopt the complete opposite of the habits. And usually the reason why you adopt the opposite of those habits is because you don't want to repeat the same patterns as your parent did for you. And so when you're doing this, when you're doing this, I want you to think of how did this impact, how did this power struggle impact their relationship? What is it costing them? What is it costing their relationship? How is it impacting them? How is it impacting their ability to connect? How is it impacting them with regards to how did it impact them with regards to your upbringing? How did you maybe see your parents different? They had similar personalities, or maybe a similar personality would involve a particular subject. What was that like? What was it like when they couldn't see each other's point of view? What was it like when one felt as if they had to compromise themselves to meet the other person's needs? What was it like when they didn't feel heard and somebody was always taking the lead or holding grudges? Yes, I took it there. What was it like to watch your parents be stubborn? 
and not see eye to eye. How did that impact you? Do you see where I'm going? Do this for both sides. And if you want to ask your partner to join you, please ask him. This is a really great exercise. And you can ask him how it impacted them, how it impacted him. What was the message he received from that type of relationship? It's not, it's not easy to have a relationship, especially a healthy relationship when those power struggles are there and neither, neither party is willing to go ahead and not necessarily compromise, but really, really understand the other person's stance. And so now what I want you to do now looking at, you know, the way you, the way you were brought up and some of the power struggles both your parents had. Now I want you to think of if they would have changed something, how would that have benefited the relationship? And what would you like to see changed? Would you have liked dad to listen more? Would you have liked mom to listen more? Would you have liked them to have a better stance, better control of, you know, their emotions? Would you have liked to see them less passionate about a particular topic and more understanding? Would you like to see them not hold grudges? Would you have liked to see them work together and really, really, really take time to listen to each other? They didn't necessarily have to agree with everything that they argued about. But during those times of a power struggle, it would have been nice. It would have been so nice for me to see that maybe my mom or my dad seen the other person's point. It would have caused less tension. I remember feeling so anxious when I would watch that power struggle. So, so anxious. And as a kid, not knowing what to do. So ladies, guess what? You're repeating the same pattern. You both are repeating the same pattern in your guys' relationship with your kids. And so now looking at the full picture, I want you to write down the next time you are in a power struggle, what do you think it is that you're missing? How can you understand it from your partner's point of view? Why is it important that you understand it from your partner's point of view? How would that benefit you? How would that benefit the relationship? And is he really against you? Or is he just as passionate about the same topic as you are? Again, it is very, very important for you to go ahead and look at the full picture not just looking at it through these these scratched up lenses, right, of emotions. It's important for you to look at all of it. So I want to make sure I acknowledge the problem. It's not that we're both less passionate about it. We're both obviously very passionate about it, but it's the problem. What's getting in the way of us resolving this issue It's our own emotions and feeling as if we're not being seen, right? And in that moment, it is very hard for us to sustain a stable, stable connection, right? A vulnerable one 
one with our one with our walls down, and that's really really important when we're there. You guys are both triggering each other's fears, right? It might be the fear of being rejected. It might be the fear of being controlled, trapped, unheard, right? So we want to pay attention to what exactly is going on. Again, understanding it from our partner's perspective. Let down your guard. You guys are on the same team. You guys are both passionate about it. And it is okay. I heard, I was listening to um, Stephen, I'm finishing up on Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I'm not going to say this like absolutely word for word, but I remember listening to him saying, when people have a difference of opinions, one one phrase to say over and over is something along the lines of, and again, I'm totally going to screw this up, but it was something along the lines of, that. wow. Maybe take out the wow, because that might trigger somebody. I know that would trigger me, but you see things differently than I do. Help me understand your point of view. And I understand you're very passionate about it. And I even understand your reasons for being frustrated. Help me understand. And then as they start to share, ask for clarity. Ask for clarity. Again, you guys are both... (laughs) You're not maybe not necessarily on the same page, but you guys are both feeling passionate about this. Try to keep that in mind. You guys are both feeling passionate about this. And that power struggle all stems from fear. But when we can, when we can pay attention to what the other person is really communicating and let down our guard, that's when we can truly connect and love. All right. So that's exactly what I want you guys to do moving forward. I want you guys to truly understand your partner's perspective so that you can truly overcome the power struggles. Remember, it's the issue that's the problem, not your partner. Many women lose their own identity in the shadow of being a mom and a wife. We are a community of women who support each other. We leave perfectionism behind to become empowered and unapologetic. I want to personally invite you to join our girl gang. It's a free Facebook community for women just like you. Go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash empowered and unapologetic. See you there. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. Hey there, this is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision 
of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen. And I hope you check it out. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there.